0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the episode. Today, I am stoked, first of all, because I am home from Bible school for Thanksgiving break. But more importantly, I'm with two of my closest friends, um, Where do I even start? I don't even know where to begin to introduce both of you. It's like we've been through a wild ride together. Um, I guess I'll introduce Judah first since I've met him first. So Judah and I, we met each other in 2018. He's dancing, so that's why I'm laughing. Um, But yeah, we met in 2018 at church. I thought he was the most annoying kid ever, and I never wanted to talk to him. He drove me crazy, and now we're actually really good friends. And um created a lot of fun memories together and um just seeing each other in different seasons of life but also he's more like a brother to me so that's really special bond and then Tavi, she's been on the podcast before but Tavi and i met 20 it was like summer of 2020 2019 mm-hmm. yeah so about two and a half years now and Tavi and i just connected she's like a sister to me and But yeah, just one of my closest friends. So yeah, I just really appreciate their friendship. And um, both of their walks with the Lord is just so personal and so special. And um, they definitely point me closer to the Lord. So I'm excited to have a conversation with them today on the podcast. I'm really excited too, um, because this subject, I think, is a really, really good subject for people in our generation to be talking about. So before we do that... I want to say welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks Thank you. Thanks for being on here. Thanks. Yes. And I also want to, like, ask what God has been teaching you lately. <laughs> Let's just hear all about it.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, I will start. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the, I guess probably two things. The one big thing that God's been teaching me lately, and for a little while, but um, just a continual I guess, reminder, uh, reminding myself that me seeking, I guess, um, God's path for me is so much more rewarding and fulfilling than me seeking my own path for me. Um, because I have done that. And even whether it's in a big way or a little way, still would do that from time to time now. Um, and it, it frankly just puts what God actually wants me to do on hold because he's like, all right, I've got to stop this and have you go through this whole learning experience because you want to do your own thing. And then we'll get back to, okay, this is where I want you to go, like I was saying earlier. (laughs) And, And just, I don't know, just realizing that and just finding freedom in not focusing on everything I want to do now and understanding that as he says in his word, he'll add all things to me if I just focus on him. And it's not that I focus on him just to gain those other things. But those other things really do become secondary, I guess, um, when compared to him. And so that's been one big thing that I'm learning lately. And I think the other thing is definitely, uh, yeah, perseverance in loving unlovable people um, at work and in a few other situations, but especially primarily at work. Um, sticking through and not just heading out or heading off when it just gets really difficult with various people uh, to literally just to love them, um, whether that's people I'm close to or especially people that I'm not, simply just being kind and just being a good friend, um, which is what Jesus has done and did do when he was here for everyone, whether they reviled him or whether they praised him. Um, and so just trying to learn how to stick through that and to see the reward in that, uh, or at least the long-term one. So I guess that would be two things I've been I'm being taught
2: lately. That's good. Yeah, I think what the Lord's been teaching me lately is um, surrender. I definitely am the type of person that likes to have control over everything. And um, I mean, I've surrendered small things here and there growing up, but Never the big stuff because I was like, okay, God, you can do this. And I was like, but I'll I'll take care of this one Um, or these big things. And um, I got to a point where my life is so busy and I have so much going on that trying to just do regular life and then also have control over everything was completely making me fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I could not do it. I was like, wow, okay, I really can't be God. (laughs) Um, And like I knew that, like that's been taught to me, but like my mind and my subconscious was trying to have control over everything and it would completely drain me of my joy and, um, just, yeah, make me feel like lost so many times. Cause I'd try so hard to do things right or do things perfectly. And, um, because I wasn't exactly doing it for the Lord, I was doing it just so I could have control. Um they returned void. Um, and so slowly I've been surrendering a lot of big things and, um, it was really hard at first because my body wasn't, um, I guess my habit wasn't to surrender. Um, so I had to rewire some things in my mind and in my life and in my circumstances. Um, so it was a lot, a lot of growing pains, um, for me, but man, I am so happy that I've been surrendering so much to the Lord. I feel so much lighter in my spirit and, um, stuff like that. And I'm definitely still working on it. Um, but man, God is so good when, um, we choose to surrender. So that's what he's been teaching me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing both of you. Those are both, I mean, very different, but kind of not really the same, but like, I don't know, it's just really cool to see how God works in different lives. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I said though before the podcast officially started, um I I've noticed our generation really struggles with loneliness. I mean, I've just seen our generation turn to Instagram and Snapchat and you know, like all these platforms to seek for fulfillment from that to yeah, just seek to be known and to have people. And we're just in a very lonely generation that we are the most social, but yet socially disconnected generation. Um, and so, and unfortunately I think it might grow, but I think as believers, we can learn to find our fulfillment and our satisfaction in the Lord, especially in times of loneliness. And as our subject today is loneliness, um, and how to find the Lord in that, you know, in those times. So, we were talking before the podcast episode started and um, Judah brought up a point. I think it was you Judah uh, with how there's like a difference between loneliness and being alone. And um, you guys, I would love to hear like your perspective on what is the difference between these two things of being alone and loneliness.
2: Yeah. So I think with loneliness, that is something um where we feel like isolated and we don't feel connected to others. Whereas alone, you choose to step away and be alone, like either to take care of yourself or go spend time with the Lord. Um, and so I, so I feel like loneliness has a more negative, I guess, connotation to it and being alone, um, I guess could still be negative if you're like choosing to isolate yourself and stuff like that. But um that one also has more of a positive connotation, just being like, okay, I'm choosing to go spend time alone so that I can um, be intentional with taking care of myself or being with the Lord or um, things like that. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I was looking through uh, Psalm 31 and David's kind of all over the place in Psalm 31, which I guess makes sense because psalms is literally a bunch of prayers and i'm just kind of i guess just broken talking to god and but there's definitely parts throughout psalm 31 where i see the i guess being alone with god represented and then i also see the loneliness represented Mm -hmm. and so like if we look in a pretty obvious one would be like verse nine yeah we'll go with verse 10 honestly Uh, For my life is spent with sorrow, my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. And there's a bunch more of that, but this this is where I see the loneliness, this idea of the more negative connotation of what's going on, these uh, hurtful, painful human emotions that we can go through and experience. And then I see verses like... um, I mean, just verse one and two, frankly, it says, In you, Lord, in you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. And here I see him like, Okay, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I'm going to go be alone with God. And he literally says, I take refuge in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he calls him a rock of refuge, a strong fortress. And he keeps using uh, similar examples like that in the following verses. And so, yeah, I mean, pretty similar to what Tabby was saying, as far as just, yeah, I guess just that idea of negative emotions or connotations are typically applied to loneliness as opposed to being alone. I do want to touch on, I guess, that something Tabby alluded to this idea of typically when you're choosing to be alone it's often for a good reason whether it's for to take care of yourself like you're saying or to be alone with god or maybe you need to you know take a time away from from friends so you can focus on your family or whatever it might be but i was i was thinking about this because i have done this in the past and i'm honestly still working on it but subconsciously choosing to be alone in the sense of separating from at least one person or a group of people for a I guess not not a good reason. Uh, That's something that I did with my family for a little while. Um, Due to whether it was uh, hurt uh, or maybe just um, not being willing to work on my own self, my own pride, um, I thought it would be easier to distance myself from my parents um, than to to stay close and to work through that pain. Um, And that was a subconscious decision to be alone in the sense of be apart from them. Um, and that was not a good decision. Uh, and I'm learning now as I'm looking to reconnect with them, um, that there are good and bad, I guess, ways and times to be alone. Um, and for so long, I always heard that being alone was bad. Like you should to be with people. And then eventually one day I learned the opposite. I was like, okay, no, it, that's actually a very healthy thing sometimes to be alone with God or to be alone with family or, or that. Um, And I think now for me, especially this year, has been learning that balance of understanding, okay, when do I need to be alone and with who? Uh, Because it is important and needs to be done. But if I do it in the wrong way or in the wrong time, the wrong people, um, it can actually be very harmful and like stunting thing in your growth and your walk with the Lord and and, and with people and relationships. But yeah.
2: Yeah. And something else to add on to like, um, taking time to be alone and like with the Lord, um, Matthew six, six says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And that verse has come up to me, come up in my life, like recently quite a few times. Um, and I think it's just God reminding us like, yes, we can have a public relationship with the Lord, like obviously sharing the gospel and having fellowship with others around us. But there is something so important about having your personal time with the father. Yeah. Um, cause it's just like any relationship that you really care about. Like, yes, it's good to, um, have close friends and always be hanging out in groups. But if you're not spending one-on-one time with that person, um, you can't have those intentional conversations, um, that keep you guys in, a close relationship and stuff like that. So, um, why wouldn't we do the same with our father in heaven? You know? Um, so I think that's so important. And, um, just to remember to be like, oh, God isn't only like my friend when I'm in fellowship with others, or I don't only connect with God when I'm at church, like God is somebody I need to be, um, actively pursuing. And that is, not only within the church and within fellowship, but that is in your own home, in your own room and um in your own time with the Lord. Like sometimes I actually legitimately take God on a date. And I'm like, hey, let's go to the park or something. And I take my Bible and we just chat. We I was we just chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was I could just like I want to say chat or talk.
0: I didn't know I, was talk. I was like, all right.
2: We can talk." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um but yeah, we just talk and we have like, it doesn't have to be like something super formal. Like God wants the raw realness of our relationship and that intentional time with him. Um, and I think that's super important.
0: So, yeah. Um, I know one of you wanted to share a verse, um, when David was crying out to God in Psalm 25, did you have that?
2: Yes, that was me. So that was just another example of like loneliness Um, Because a lot of times you see David in the Psalms, like crying out to the father and um, him feeling really afflicted and stuff like that. And so um, chapter 25, verses 16 through 19, um, it says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Um, And kind of something that like really stood out to me was that last verse in 19 Um, It says, see how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Um, And I think that's um, one way that the enemy really tries to make us feel alone um, is when he puts people against us um, and. When we are in an agreement with others or we feel like we're the odd one out, um, the enemy quickly sweeps into that and starts whispering lies into your ear um, that you're alone and you're not worthy and things like that. And I think um, we so often allow him to whisper those things um, because we're either comparing ourselves to others or we're trying really hard to fit in and stuff like that. And it can get really lonely when you're striving to be, I guess, what everyone else is or what everyone else seems to be. But in reality, like we know our identity in Christ and we know who we are. And if we don't, we need to seek that out in our alone time with the Lord and be like, okay, who am I in Christ so that I'm not um, always feeling alone and always feeling like I have to be everyone else and always feeling like I have to follow the clicks and all these things and um, I guess just follow the flow of the world and stuff like that, Um, because that quickly makes you feel so alone. And um, I just remember like high school, that was probably my loneliest years I've ever had. Um, And I started doing online school while the rest of my friends stayed at school. And so I quickly began like hearing all the lies in my life of like, oh, you're going to be forgotten. They're not going to remember about you. You're going to be left out. Oh, look how they're all getting involved in all these activities at school and you're at home and you live far now. And all these things that like I convinced myself, I was like, no one wants to hang out with me. No one wants to be with me. No one Um, wants to prioritize me in their life. Um, And like, I identified myself with those things and it put me in a state of depression and a really low like state of mind. Um, And then God really like called me out and was like, no, you are what I tell you you are. And um, don't let the enemy have a hold of your life just because your circumstances seem different from others. Um, Because once things do seem different from everyone else. Like you quickly start to feel alone. Um, and I feel like that's just the enemy taking
0: advantage of those things. So, yeah, something to go along with that. Like, I think maybe that's why our culture too is so focused on FOMO, um, because it's that fear of missing out, it's that fear of being alone or, you know, being lonely and, um, If you don't go to this activity, then are people going to continue including you? And if not, then you really are lonely. You know, all these different things. Um, Something Judah shared earlier tonight that I would love to hear more from you, Judah, on um, was just that like Adam in the garden was alone. Like it was just him and God. And um, there were just some impactful things that you said earlier today about that. So would you like to dive deep into that?
1: Sure, yeah, of course. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess, I don't even remember. It wasn't that long ago. It was like a few months ago when that hit me for the first time. Um, Just realizing that fact that, like, God made everything. And, I mean, he knew he was going to make woman. He knew that it was not good for man to be alone. He knew that Adam was going to be lonely in a sense. And would desire that, you know that partner, if you will. All that being said, God, a God who doesn't make mistakes at all, chose to just make Adam and only Adam at first. Um, And that shows me like, just the pattern that we need to adopt in our lives that before anyone else before anything else, um, God has to come first. He literally created it that way to be so. Um, And this, keep in mind, Adam was sinless. He was perfect. And so it wasn't like there was going to be this problem of, you know, Adam prioritizing the lions over God because the lions are cool or pandas because pandas are even cooler. But anyway, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't (laughs) going to be a problem for, for Adam to prioritize them over God because he was without sin. He was perfect at this point in time. Um, And so there wouldn't have been a problem of prioritizing God, which is crazy because in our own lives, whether it's with friendships or a job or especially if it's anything like boy girl related, it is very easy for us. We, we get in this mindset of, okay, we have to prioritize God, which totally 100% we do. And that can be a difficult thing for us to do. And we have to work towards that. We're talking about someone who did not have that struggle. Um, and yet that being said, God still was like, I'm going to make you alone and you are just going to have me for right now, just me. Um, because, and I think that shows the heart of God, too, that it's not just about, like, us desiring him because everything he's done for us and therefore we should desire him we do so much. But, like, he desires us. Before Adam was even made, he already had a plan to be like, I get my boy Adam for a limited amount of time and just Adam. Like, that's cool. Um, and he, he, he made it that way. Um, and being faithful to the, I don't know, I guess the human nature of Adam, he did bring along Eve in its due season and time. And whether that for people that's a boy or a girl or it's a job or it's a news or it's a new path or whatever it is in your life, like there's the verse, God will add those things to you if we're faithful to following him first and prioritizing him in our lives. And so, I don't know, I just thought that was really beautiful that he was like, I'm making you first and it's just just me for right now um because that's all we need at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and it is cool because if i pull up the verse here it's i got genesis 2 18 through 20 um it says now out of the ground the lord god had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them and you have this picture of like adam naming all the animals and he's and this is with the context right before, I guess I should have read the beginning of the verse where it says, and then the Lord God said, it is not good. That man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And so then he brings all the animals and I'm going through them all. He's naming them all. And yeah, I mean, just imagine that, like that, I feel like that would take a long time, but going through all of creation and naming everything, but also with this thing, maybe in the back of Adam's mind, like, Hmm, which one is going to be the most like relatable for me? Or the one that'll be my favorite to like hang out with and connect with. And after going through all of that, it was like, Well, as it says in the verse, um, but for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. Um, and like, I don't know, just this idea that, oh, sorry. Uh, just this idea that, um, uh, I don't know. I think sometimes we can get into a period where we pray for God's answer in our lives or we're looking for a new direction or a new path or, something like that, um, because we're confused. We don't know what to do with a situation. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we go through and we exhaust all these different options or ways of looking for what we can do next. And we come up with nothing at the end of the day. And we're finally, we're just like, okay, like, what do I do? And I'm sure that's kind of how Adam felt. And, and he had no choice granted, but he was like, okay, I'm going to God because that's all he had that was that suitable companion for him in that way of relationship of talking and all that. Um, and he wasn't, he didn't just like keep praying for something that didn't exist, you know? Um, but he was just faithful to God. And he's like, you know what? I trust God. He made me, he's with me and that's all I need. And I think that simple truth can be very impactful, I guess, uh, for us in our lives. I know it has for me. And I, I've been talking with a friend even the other day, um, about that. And, he's going through that. And I was just encouraging him like, do not put anything past God. Like he can and will do the most for you because you're his child. And Adam's a great example of that. He literally came in the biggest clutch for Adam and made something that is the apple of his literal eye. And like Adam didn't even. No pun
2: intended. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And like, that's like, I'm, I know Adam couldn't, Adam couldn't have even imagined that, like what, when, like, I can't imagine, like, just that the desire is there, and then you just, like, one day Eve is just, poof, like, that's crazy, <laughs> and he just, he doesn't just come in and, like, finally, like, help us through things, He he comes in, like, with the best thing possible for us, mm-hmm. because of his love for us, mm-hmm. and Adam, and Adam probably
2: didn't even imagine that that's what was going to be brought to him, Mm -hmm. um, was like that unity with someone else. And God's like, I love you so much that I want you to experience like, um, the kind of fullness, just like a glimpse of like what I experienced with the Trinity and like how as a bride and groom, and then, um, the father being the core of that marriage represents, um, the Trinity and, um, the relationship of the father with the church um, and just like how beautiful that is. And I bet you Adam wasn't even like thinking about that. And he's like, oh, but I see now like how beautiful this is mm-hmm. and like how intentional God created things to be. Um, but yeah, I don't think Adam was like had loneliness. Um, but God out of his love and care was like, I want to add to your abundance of um, connection. And um,
0: I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. That's so true. There, there really is a gift, I would say in loneliness, you know, in, in finding, um, yeah, just finding the Lord in those times. We're going to talk about this in the next episode, because this is going to be a uh, part one and part two uh, episodes. But for some reason, at least the church has put such a negative um, outlook on, you know, loneliness, like it's been so negative but we can look back on Adam as you guys have been talking about and see how it took that time with the Lord to start growing those beautiful things in his heart so that he could just spend time with his father. And then that is from the place that God brought someone, you know, God brought a helper. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I think it's a beautiful foundation to, you know, find that in God. Um, So this episode is part one, um, as we have been diving into what is loneliness, what is being alone, um, and we're going to start diving into what it looks like to find your fulfillment in the Lord, especially in those times of loneliness. So that's going to be in part two. So you guys can come back next week for that, Um, but thank you for tuning in this week. And make sure to subscribe and to follow. And these two people are pretty cool. I'll try to tag them on my Instagram stories. Um, So make sure to follow them too. But yeah, we're going to continue this conversation. So make sure to come back next week.